The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy. And thank you to all my friends who have joined me again today. I deeply appreciate those of you who have sent me messages and given me insights into your own personal stories, the struggles and the victories that you've encountered and come through. And I just want to tell you how deeply I honor you because I'm honored that you would share with me those deep parts of yourself. It's my job here to help bring healing to all of those who have been wounded by religious dogma. So thank you. And for those of you who haven't yet gotten a hold of me or sent me a message or a question, there's three ways you can do that. First of all, my website, which is www.thedivineiswithinus.com. And on that front page, you'll find all the things that I've written, things that all back up and support the things that I talk about on the show. A second way that you can get in contact with me or see other things about what I'm doing is Facebook, the same five words, the divine is within us. Then by email, you can go to the divine is within us at gmail.com. So thank you again. I really appreciate connecting with you. Today, we have an amazing adventure into what I call the power of choice. So often, we do not understand the power of our making choices, choosing to be and to do. Choice changes everything. You're never stuck. You are never trapped in some place that you cannot get out of, unless, that is, some fear keeps you from choosing. Oh, I remember times in my life when I wondered, am I in this forever? Do I really have to put up with this? Is this situation always going to be around me or haunt me? And I struggled with making choices for so many years after I came into the, to this reality this time. As a child, teenager, and, and beyond that, I never knew that I really had the power of choice. I thought I always had to listen to somebody else. I thought somebody else was always giving me better advice and better instructions as to what I should do than I could do for myself. Wrong. I finally realized beyond the dogma and the control of religion that I, I as an individual, I can choose. 
I can make my choices. I can learn from them. I can sit with my choices. I can see the ones I've made that are really good, the ones that maybe weren't so good, and then I can change those too. My friends, we are never without the power of choosing. Victor Hugo said something years ago that is really important, and I quote him, quote, he who opens a door to learning closes a prison. Every time we decide deep within ourselves that we are going to learn more, that we are going to be more, that we are going to accomplish more, that there's more to this life that I know I can create and be and become, every time we choose that, we step out of the prison. In fact, Rumi said, and I quote, why do you stay in prison when the door is so wide open? And oh, one of the most saddest pictures I've ever seen is a drawing or cartoon, whatever, of someone in a cage, the door is wide open, and they refuse to leave. How sad that is. But my friends, wherever you are today, whatever you have experienced in life, whatever has come to you and affected your life, you can change it. You can always be more. Rumi also said, and I quote, your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. And that is so true. We do build up barriers inside of ourselves that keep us in prison, keep us in a cell, keep us in a small place, keep us in guilt and shame and fear, keep us ashamed of our mistakes. And for those of you who have listened to past shows, or you know I've, I've spoken about mo- most of those issues. For those of you who haven't, you can go back to the previous shows and always listen to the issues about celebrating our mistakes, dancing in the delight of our imperfections, living above and beyond guilt and shame. We have the power to choose. And our task is not just to seek for somebody else to like us or love us, but to find all that is inside of us that have kept us from being and finding and living the life we choose. The only problem we face is the problem of the human shadow. All of the statements are about choice, and they also reflect that issue deep within, and I've done a couple of shows on that too, about the human shadow and finding light in our dark places. The human shadow seems to be the biggest barrier at times, and sometimes it is, that ego within us that doesn't want to step free from the prison, because the ego itself is that prison so often. The only problem we face is the fear of changing. Sometimes we're so familiar with what is real today and what I'm experiencing today, and even while we're not satisfied with that, sometimes we are afraid that if we make a bunch of changes, we don't know what's on the other side of those choices. And it's true. It is very true. We fear change just because what is familiar to us and what we know best is less filled with the unknown. And yet, we can change. I've had some experiences of that just this week. 
as I'm planning to make a major move soon. And I, in fact, I think it was just this morning, I was awakened early and I was saying, hmm, wow, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm in the process of selling almost everything I have. I feel so good every time something else is, is sold or given away. And it, it's an amazing adventure. And sometimes that, uh-oh, I don't know what's ahead. If I keep making all these choices, soon I will have sold my home and sold most of my possessions and I'll be on the road and I know where I'm going, but when I get there, wow, I don't really know what's going to be. And so I say to myself, okay, and when I get there, I am still able to make more choices. And I choose the unknown that's beyond the choices I'm making rather than to stay in a situation that I know is too small, that I know I must leave and move beyond. So my friends, I understand exactly what is happening. But even if we think we know and feel so familiar with what is right now, we also know that what is in our situation today is also changing, changing every day. The biggest problem with the the ultra-conservative mind and heart and soul is that they want things to stay the same. The fear of change grips so many people, and yet no one, no one can keep everything just the same. And really, who would want to? How boring. And yet, there are those who really want to do that. Our fears of change, our fears of the unknown, Sometimes the fears of other people's opinions. Sometimes we fear this, some God that is, at least we've been told that that God is real. That angry male God up in the sky that so many religions hang on to. My friends, you've heard me say, I'm going to say it again, that God does not exist. The real one is deep inside of you. You are part of it and it is part of you. Thinking we're not good enough sometimes keeps us from making a change. Issues of shame and guilt that we feel for having made mistakes in the past. Oh, my friends, never, never let that keep you from making another choice. Learn from each mistake, learn from each choice, and celebrate and make another choice. And then make a better one and a better one. The shame that we feel is only It only serves to control us, and you deserve to not be controlled. All of those things can keep us from changing, and yet we still are in charge. I'm in charge if I decide to sit down on the porch instead of pursuing what I'm here to do. We have the power of choice. Robin Allen, and I don't know who that is, but I have a quote here that I like, and the quote is this. Many of us are afraid to follow our passions, to pursue what we want because most, excuse me, to pursue what we want most because it means taking risks and even facing failure. But to pursue your passion with all your heart and soul is success in itself. The greatest failure is to have never really tried, end of quote. Our choices can destroy the old addictions. 
we're never trapped in an addiction or an attachment. All of those things can be loosened and we can walk free. It's a matter of the choices that we make and how we choose to deal with them. Choices can destroy all the harmful actions that we might have done or what has been done to us. Choices can take us to healing. All the externals that are there sometimes to deceive us, but our choice is always to see through them, to step beyond them, to learn from them, and say to every barrier there, you will not keep me small. You will not keep me from being my most beautiful self. Only I can do that, and I will do it, and I'll do it with the help of my friends and those who love me and those that I love. The patterns in our past life that we are ashamed of, the patterns that have kept us in that prison of smallness, all of those issues are there. And yet, the power of choice, as we're going to see in a few minutes, the power of choice can set us free from every single one of them. Choices can heal all of the internal wounds. Choices can set us free from all that has held us back. Take off the reins. You're not in a harness unless you choose to be. Take off the reins. Run free. Run like the wild stallion on the mountainside. That is your choice. You are a human being. The divine is within you, and you are part of that. Our choices can open doors inside to deeper consciousness and to spiritual practices that bring us into divine connection and celebration instead of the old shame and guilt. Right now, we need to take time for a break. I'll catch up with you on the other side of three minutes. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the Divine Is Within Us at gmail.com. 
Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So we're talking about choices. So remember this, my friends, everything you do, every minute of every day is a choice. A choice that you're making moment by moment. Everything you say is a choice of yours each moment. Choices take us into our needs being met or sometimes into problems that we create by making choices that don't serve us or by making choices that take us to deeper learning and better experiences than ever before. We just simply don't have to be afraid of the consequence of a choice because we can choose again. Albert Einstein said, quote, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking that we used when we created them, end of quote. <laughs> or sometimes the same thinking that we use to stay in the problems that we have created keep us from choosing the higher good. To choose is to, one, activate creativity. To create something is always the result of making choices. With each stroke of a paintbrush or each decision to live authentically, no conformity, to look at every aspect of a new business possibility. And with each word you speak and every step you take into your future, all of those issues are change in action. To choose is to connect with the divine within you, your true self. There's so much to that that there's no way I can explain it in 10 shows, but I add something to that concept with every show that I do. And it is so real. It is so powerful and beautiful that your beautiful, most beautiful self will come shining through. I'm here to support you. To choose is to empower ourselves, to create, to learn, to grow, to celebrate. To choose is to be free from the prison of past thinking, past pain and fear and smallness and guilt and shame. Choice also means to <clears throat> live in the prison of religion and its dogma of control. And there are so many people that still choose to live in that prison. But each person deserves the God they choose to worship or create. I hope you heard that. Each person deserves the God they choose to create. You can live in fear or you can, you can live in the experience of your own divinity and the empowerment thereof. One can choose the false security of man-made dogma and live in pretense and powerlessness or one can choose to awaken to the reality of the divine within. The purpose of this show, as I've said, and we can, by doing so, live free in the power of not knowing for certain. <laughs> yes, you heard that right. Living free in the power of living in uncertainty. There's far more power in living in the question than there is in living in knowing something too small and a belief that keeps you living in fear. The adventures of not knowing is the adventure of life. It's the adventure of learning more every day and then more and in even more. I love the phrase, I wonder as I wander. I wonder, is this true? Hmm, to what extent is that true? What is there about this that may not be quite so accurate? I wonder, what is the truth? I don't need to, a truth to stick in my pocket and thereby make myself live in a small box where I think I know when I really don't know. To know for certainty without really knowing is to live in a box of fear, that box of dogma, that box that says, I'm afraid to you know, reach out and know more. 
be, but I am not afraid. I live in the beauty and the delight of wandering, wandering around. Hmm, is this true? I wonder as I wander. I think you get it. The unknown is a challenge and an opportunity. We never need fear, our own ability to create. We just learn from each choice. Then each choice gets tested and we get to see the results of that choice. Then we choose again and again until we make the very best choices possible. It is the results of choosing that take us to better and better and more conscious choices. Even when the experience comes as a result that is worse than what we'd hoped for, as I said before, we get to choose again and again, celebrating everything and learning and growing because we are gaining insights. And the present set of circumstances can also be a source of fear. So what do we do? Stay in the fear of what is familiar or make a choice to step into the new and face the power of our own creativity, the divine within. Remember, the power of choice is just that. It is experiencing the divine within. When you understand your power, the power you have to choose, that is part of understanding the divine within. You're not here as a robot. You're not here as just another creature on the planet. You are a human being, a human being that is the divine in human form. Your highest choices come from that source of life that is you. The divine said, let there be, and it was so. You can do the same. The very second a choice is made, you can feel the power within you, the power that something is coming about that you are creating. Make a choice. Take a stand. And it may take some time for all the results of those choices to be experienced. But the second you choose is the beginning of all that will come into your reality. One of the things I've had to learn is I choose and I choose. And I say, wow, why is it taking so long for this to happen? (laughs) We'll talk about that in a few minutes. It's called surrender. And surrender is not giving up. But the ego, the shadow makes the lesser issues of life more powerful than the best ones. Your higher self, the divine within you, is the light that overcomes darkness and makes everything new. As Yeshua said, quote, let your light shine, end of quote. Notice he was saying, you allow your light to shine. Notice he didn't say, hey, you go create your own light. (laughs) No, let it shine. It's already there. It's already within you. The divine within you is that light that we talked about on previous shows. The light within is your light to the world. Those who know about the light within are those who are learning how to let it shine. Sometimes we have to work hard to, by making choices, uncover that light and realize that we have Somehow, by choosing to let somebody else control our life or whatever has happened, we have chosen to dim our own light. We can let it shine. Let's uncover it together. Those who don't let their light shine are those who either do not know what that is or they don't even know that they have one within. Religious dogma has lied to us about that. And next week, I'll be talking about the 95 sins of the Christian church. Now, that's quite a topic. Why do I say 95? Well, you'll see next week. Why do I say sin? Well, I don't believe in that word, 
But since the church uses sin, I'm going to use it and actually put something back in their own lap. The 95 sins of the Christian church coming up next week. People that don't know how to connect with that light inside are the ones who are stuck in dogma. They don't know by experience that we all have it all within. Your choosing to be a light can also become a light for others and encourage them to find their light as well and also learn how to shine brightly. Yeshua said again, quote, let your light shine so that others might see the results of that light and join you in celebrating their divinity as well. Our light encourages others to, to choose it as well. It helps others to choose to live beyond the shadow of smallness. Our light serves them in claiming their greater purpose for being here too. It frees them from their old traps. It allows them to become, a, in turn, a light for other people. We need each other. The curse of American capitalism is the curse of a fear-filled independence. Instead of experiencing the peace and the power of cooperation, the beauty of creating together, and the delights of living together in connection rather than in the separation and the competition that exists in a capitalist structure. The curse of independence is seen in these, some of these control freak billionaires who want to control everybody to get richer and richer. Yes, there are some that are not like that, but we also know from the headlines today that there are billionaires who are working very hard to enslave all of humanity. Their pile of money is never big enough. They don't deserve, or they don't care rather, if you die in the process of helping them get richer. Quote from Kalal Gibran uh, many centuries ago, and I quote, the lust for comfort that stealthy thing that enters the house as a guest and then becomes a host and then a master, end of quote. Because the tragedy of independence falsely understood and falsely applied, the United States of America has been at war in some form for 222 years out of its three, 239 years of existence. Get that. All but just a few years of 239 have been spent in some form of war. That's the truth. How incredibly shameful. And yet, to see that no one ever, or they fail rather, to see that no one ever knows enough. No one ever has enough. No one ever sees enough on their own. No one ever owns an, enough to alleviate their fears, so they hoard more and more. It's impossible to live in a vacuum where we don't need other people. No one is an island under themselves. No one makes all their clothes, grows their all their own food, builds their own cars, makes their own furniture, or takes care of all the repairs required to here in this physical reality. No one here has all the insights they need. No one sees all the perspectives that must be uh, they must become aware of in making the best decisions. No one has all the wisdom that is required to live responsibly, nor do they see the mistakes they've made in learning to live independently of all others. When we work and live together in community, the community of interdependence, we are free and we are dependent upon each other all at the same time. Yet in our freedom to choose, we are never owned by, controlled by, dominated by, limited by, or never locked in by, or made small by any other person. None. 
interdependence is, with integrity, is the key. In community, we become midwives for each other's birthing of a new self continuously. That is one of our greatest responsibilities and our greatest privileges here on this planet, is to help each other to give birth to a new self. We can do it, and we need each other to to do that in the most beautiful way. Orson Martin said, and I quote, don't wait for an extraordinary opportunity. Seize common occasions and make them great. Weak men wait for opportunities, but strong men make them. End of quote. There are so many things that we can step into, so many things we need to know. We can step up to the plate and know that we're never alone because we have each other. It's time for another break. I'll be right back with you. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So we're choosing to live. We're choosing to make this a life, not just some kind of existence. And Stephen Covey said, I quote, live out of your imagination, not your history, end of quote. Someone else I don't know, Robin Sharma, said, and I quote, don't live the same year 75 times and call it a life, end of quote. And one more from Sir Walter Scott, quote, To the timid and hesitating, everything is impossible, only because it seems so, end of quote. Remember this, no one knows enough to choose for you. No one has a right to choose for you. No one is living your life for you. Therefore, your destiny is yours alone to choose. You and the divine are one. This is yours to discover and to celebrate. Nothing changes without choice. 
Choosing not to change is also a choice. I love another quote. I have a lot of them today, it seems, uh, from Joseph Campbell. And he said, quote, we must let go of the life we've planned in order to have the life that is waiting for us, end of quote. Or, as I would say, we need to let go of the life we think we have to hold on to. We have to let go of the life we think we can't change, and we can prove to ourselves and the world, yes, we can. The life you can only know by experience is awaiting your choosing it. The life that you can only know by experience is awaiting your choosing it. We either choose for ourselves or we allow others' opinions to choose for us, or we allow religious dogma to choose for us. And that is the world's biggest trap. We'll talk a few minutes about surrender and choice. Say what? You say, how in the world can those two fit together? Well, here's how. They do. There's never any conflict between these two when we understand that surrender is not giving up your power of choice, it makes your choices more powerful and more beautiful. Stay with me here. (laughs) Surrender is expanding ourselves by stepping into cooperation and connection with the divine within and joining together into your higher self so that we can then understand greater insights, larger viewpoints, get a bigger perspective in this thing we call life. To surrender is just to ask the most beautiful picture of ourselves to emerge and to choose that and in the process ask for assistance and help. Sometimes we get so busy making plans. Well, let's see, step one, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Da, 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 da. We get so involved in making plans that we fail to understand the timing of everything. Surrender is to see beyond the finite world to empty all that is within us that keeps us from knowing the higher goals, to celebrate the best picture of life unfolding before us, to create the most beautiful life possible, and to understand that our purpose is for coming, or what our purpose is for coming to the planet this time. Surrender is refusing to let your ego control you any longer. Surrender is to live beyond smallness because you're worth far more than that. Surrender is the most beautiful way to know of the power that is within you. Surrendering from planning in the external world to understanding what's inside. Surrender does not being being controlled by another power, just the opposite. I remember a few years ago, almost 20 years now, I'd lived many, uh, many years and made a lot of decisions. And if you've heard the first show, you understand a lot of those things that I went through. And I was in the business world, and I, you know, going there, doing there, making money, doing this, doing that. And problems showed up, problems so difficult, I didn't know how to handle them. I had thrown the church out years ago and hadn't replaced it with the divine within yet, but I was learning. I remember that day, that day no, it was a night, actually. I was laying in bed, and all these pre- uh, problems and things were pressing down on me. And I remember so clearly saying, okay, I surrender. I can't do this all by myself. That day, my life began to change for the good, for the beauty, and for the power that is within. I didn't yet know about the divine within, but I very quickly began to learn. 
Surrender doesn't make anything happen. Surrender allows for the highest good to become a reality. Surrender doesn't make you weaker. It transforms the old weakness and you become stronger than ever in your connection with the divine within you. As you are transformed, as your whole world reality and your inner reality become more and more beautiful. To step into the mystery of divine connection is to find your true power and uncover your true light. To surrender is to learn of the power of the divine within, wherewith, and with that you will accomplish anything, but in a different and a more beautiful way than if you try to force it with just your own lists and plans. That is capitalism's uh, curse. They, you know, it teaches, rather, sit down, make a plan, buy this, do that, money, 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 control here, do it, on and on and on. No, capitalism does, knows nothing about surrender and seeing the highest good happen. The outcome that we cannot see right now is ours in divine connection and in divine timing. It's during and after surrender that you get to choose and choose and keep choosing. Surrender to the divine within is the beginning, never the end. It's the adventure, not the script of someone else. It is the opening door, not the closing of anything but the ego. And it is the takeoff down the runway to the most beautiful adventure you have ever known. I promise you, I know. I'm living it. it it's, it's real. I know this right now in so many ways. And I speak from experience and not from some ideal point of view. When I realize that there is nothing that I cannot change, it is then that I know I am never trapped. To feel trapped is to value others' choices over my own, because I don't think I'm as smart as they are, maybe. <laughs> to feel trapped is to allow others to influence and control us instead of choosing our own path. To feel trapped is to allow our addictions and our attachments to go on unchecked. To feel trapped is to be in the prison of beliefs and fear. The prison of that small box that only dogma can create. To feel trapped is to be held in self-made traps. The traps that we have chosen consciously or otherwise. We choose them consciously only because we're afraid to make bigger and larger choices. But we don't have to be trapped there any longer. To feel trapped is to refuse to change. To refuse to grow. To be trapped is to sit on the porch wondering and thinking about what could be but not having the courage to get up off the porch and step into it and choose to be. But in surrender, you are never trapped outside of any possibility. There's nothing that cannot be real for you. I promise you. There, it, it's just so beautiful to see that we're never trapped in a place where we don't have solutions. In connection with the divine, the solutions always come. We are shown continuously the issues inside of ourselves that we need to let go of and change and transform so that we can know more and be more. We're never trapped outside of celebration and delight when we surrender. 
we're never trapped outside of our deepest purpose for being here on the planet. And that is perhaps our greatest adventure. Why have you come? What are you doing here on planet Earth? Why this time? Why now? William Barclay said, and I quote, there are two great days in a person's life, the day we were born and the day we find out why, end of quote. Somebody else named Bonnie Lonsbury, and I don't know who that is, but I quote, when you are reminded or simply remember that there is more to you than meets the eye, give yourself that gift of reconnecting to yourself and to your source. Own again who you are and what you came here to do. It will strengthen your flow. It will raise your resonance. It will make all of your creations easier and more elegant. Because it is true, you are a piece of God. And you are loved, deeply, unequivocally, unconditionally loved. End of quote. In surrender, my friends, we are never without creative powers, but we are more, more securely attached to creativity, the beauty of freedom, and the power of the divine resources within. We're never without gratitude. I'm going to be talking using a whole show coming up soon on gratitude. I have never in my own life experienced anything more beautiful than to learn to walk in gratitude. Gratitude, again, is not surrender. It's not refusing to choose. But gratitude is walking in the present moment grateful for this thing that's happened, grateful for this that's happened, whether it's positive or seems to be a problem or whatever it is, gratitude is the, the most beautiful energy in all of life. So I'll be sharing with you in a whole or a complete show on how we can live in gratitude for all that I see around me. Some of you remember the story I told about tonight my hotel room was canceled and I had no place to sleep. The story I told about Okay, thank you for the purpose and the meaning in this experience. And I learned through that night of sleeping on the ground, the, the most powerful lesson of all is that I can face difficulties, inconveniences, and all this stuff, and I can do it with grace. I can do it with gratitude. I can sleep on the ground and do it without getting angry and upset. And that, my friends, <laughs> that lesson, that insight, I will never get, never forget. In our surrender, we are never without all of our needs being met. All of them. Not just not the wants, necessarily. We have to sort the wants out and, and come to understand what our really true, genuine needs are. All of our needs will be met. Choice in the world around us. You know, I'm asking this. What values of society are controlling you right now that you maybe are not aware of? What are the influences on you right now that you might not be free from just yet? What is the effect, A-F-F-E-C-T, of society's craziness on you? We're going to be talking about the affect and the effect in the next, uh, next segment of the show. But have we just unconsciously conformed to life without stopping to see the effect of society on us as individuals? The police state that we're currently experiencing is one of the worst results of a capitalist society on its citizens. Even the police are too often, oh, oh, even the police too often obey 
the ones with all the money instead of protect and serve as it used to be. Right now, time for another break. I'll be right back with you. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So we're talking about choices and the ex- experience or the effect and the effect of the world around us. The truth is I must choose to not act like society around me and the craziness of competition for everything from space on the road to the last sale item in the store. People are crazy in their driving habits. We all know that. And I've had some struggles with that. You see people passing and cutting off and cutting in and doing this and doing it. Me first, me first, me first. And one day I was watching that with a a great deal of frustration. And the thought came to me, Jim Stacy, those people are acting just like you have done. Uh oh, and that voice was right. That voice within me has said, okay, I choose to change myself. And now, today, I can say, bless those silly people on the road. I know what it's like to act that way, but I choose to not do that. We always see our worst self in the actions of other people. And we'll talk about that another day, too the projections that we put on others. Me first must be replaced with we. We walking together in conscious choices, wherein we create a world where everyone wins. But beyond the affects of society, what are the effects that it causes? To affect is to influence or be affected by, but not necessarily changed by. But to effect is different. It is actually the effecting of a change. Has society taught me to fight instead of finding a win-win solution? 
Do I choose to risk going down swinging and lose, or do I choose to honor others even in their ego times and choose to be patient enough to find a win-win situation? We can try to force our will onto others, but only at our own expense. It will come back to knock on our door. We can choose to create enemies, or we can choose to build community. I just had a chance this last week to practice that one. Wow, without a doozy. But in spite of all the difficulties that I was looking at in a situation where I was trying to find the best solution for someone else, a person was very difficult. And thanks to another loving neighbor, we were able to go and meet that person and sit down and get that all worked out. It's not easy, but the rewards are magnificent. We can be authentic. Or we can be like the lawyers in court who fight to see who's better at lying. (laughs) Yes, that's true. And the lawyers fight to see whose lies are stronger than the other person's. I say that if all lawyers were held under oath for every word they say in court, we would be living in a different world today. As one lawyer said, if you can't prove me wrong, then what I say must be the truth, even if it isn't. (laughs) They... The lawyers have taught us to fight each other, to cheat, to distort, and at all costs to win, whatever that might mean. But is winning what we want? What is winning if we have to cheat and lie to make it happen? Then what? Are we really satisfied that we won? No, I say we haven't won when we lie and cheat to make something happen. We haven't won at all. We've lost, or we might have gained something temporarily, but no, we have lost. Too many of the guilty today walk free because of lawyers, and too many innocent people are in prison for lack of the same. So how do we define our own self? You're only a victim when you choose to try to get others to like you or accept you. In trying to do that, we only make ourselves a victim as to whether or not they will like us. You're a victim if you need to keep trying to make sure they do, or if you have to continue to try to come up with new ways to make them like you. We don't need to have anyone like us. We be ourselves. We choose to be who we are. We choose to let them be who they are too. And we walk together in that delicate balance. And we listen to each other, and we learn from each other. If we try to please others, and then they change their mind, then we are a victim all over again. No one needs that. So what values do you choose, my friend? What is the source of those values? The Western world? The one we know the best here in the United States of America? The world of capitalism? Racism? Homophobia? misogyny? Or do we choose our values from the Eastern world? And right now there are friends out there that you are in parts of the world, Eastern cultures and society. And I want you to know I honor the Eastern traditions. The Eastern world has known much more of the deeper inner wisdom, insights, and spiritual practices. Yeshua, or Jesus, as I quote many times, was Eastern He was not born in the USA. He was not white. I have 
really serious difficulties at times with our country the way it is today. I do not like what's happening in America, and I'm doing my best to change what I can. The government has its weaknesses, and I will not choose the values of government. Political candidates, (laughs) obviously, some of the most strange people on the planet, perhaps, I will not listen to them. The church, if this is the one, then I say, why? Why that one? The church has caused more problems. It has told more lies than any other organization on the planet. Two weeks from today, I'll be talking the whole show about the lies that Christianity has told. One man told me years ago that his Baptist church was the only true church. So I asked him, which one of the 57 varieties of Baptists are you, and which Baptist church is more right than all the others? He gave me a theological answer to which I responded, what did Jesus say about that? And show me that in your Bible. He walked away. When Yeshua said, and or when he was asked, rather, for his reason for being here on the planet, he's answered, and I quote, he said, I have come to be a living example of the truth, end of quote. To which Pilate, in that scenario, said, well, what is truth? Yeshua was speaking about the time-tested spiritual truths from the beginnings of time, the divine within us and how to know that, the truth that is the same today. I have a book that I just found recently, but it's a book about the unknown life of Yeshua, Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, it blew me away. Here's a book by Nicholas Natovich, a Russian man who in 1887 went to China, China rather, but India and Tibet, and he discovered actual documents, written documents that he looked at and he saw and he copied down information from them. He saw living proof that Yeshua, but they called him Issa back then, Jesus, Yeshua, Issa, he was a real historical person. And this book, The Unknown Life of Jesus Christ, gives many, many details on the, what he discovered in, back in 1887. And one of the things that he said, I think I have time just to read part of a a quote here. But number one, as the evangelists, that's the gospel writers, compiled their writings a long time after the death of Yeshua, it's presumable that they committed writings of of his accounts. They only included the principal events of his life to which they had come to their, their own knowledge. They didn't get it all. And my friends, I just don't have time to add any more right now, but I promise you I will add that in the shows to come. There are too many people today looking for reasons to say Jesus was never a historical figure. I say, yes, he was. The proof is not only in Nadovich's book here that I just shared with you, but the proof is in what he said. I can only change me. I can't change others. I can affect others, but only they can choose for themselves. We're living in a world where we get to choose. And there's so much that we can choose. I encourage you to do that. We'll have much more on this in the shows to come. And right now, thank you for being here. Next week, we'll talk about the 95 sins of the Christian church. I'll see you then. Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life. 